Godspeed, John Glenn. Three, two, one, zero. Zero. Have a great day. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. Roger, zero G, and I feel fine. Capsule is turning around. Hey everyone, my name is Oscar, and I want to welcome y'all to the Space Spa, a podcast where we talk all about space, with of course room for more. Today's episode will witness finally after two suborbital flights, the first and huge step NASA made to put a man into orbit. And of course, having our weekly dose of space. Space bots in zero G and everything looks fine. Houston Discovery, go ahead. Axiom 1 Space Private Mission is set to launch no earlier than April 3rd. NASA officials reassure that Artemis lunar explorations will be solely centered on science. NASA finally opened for the first time a lunar rock for further analysis. NASA opened a new contract for private companies to build another lunar lander for the Artemis program. In the ISS, a spacewalk was conducted to install new hardware to update the space station. The Mars Ingenuity helicopter completes its 22nd flight on the Red Planet. NASA's SLS rocket was rolled up to the launch path. One step remains for the first flight of this huge rocket. Blue Origin's fourth crewed flight on board the New Shepard is set for March 29, 2022. And that's it for today's weekly dose of space. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Late November 1961. The mission Mercury Atlas V successfully completed its flight carrying chimpanzee Enos to orbit. With this, the Atlas rocket finally, after multiple disasters, was certified and approved for flight. Reporters flooded NASA now with only one question in mind. Who would be the first U.S. astronaut to orbit the Earth? NASA's Flight Man Spacecraft Center, Robert Gilderth, actually had an interesting response. He announced the two following Mercury missions instead of just the upcoming one. John H. Glenn Jr. was selected to become the first one to go on the next mission, having M. Scott Carpenter as his backup. The second person to go on following this mission was Donald K. Slayton as the pilot and Walter M. Shira as backup. The Mercury Atlas VI was supposed to be launched sometime in December 1961, but by early December, it was clear to NASA that the hardware wouldn't be ready until early 1962. Since the USA didn't know if there were any kind of side effects to orbital spaceflight, Glenn was prepared with an onboard medical kit and a survival kit. Another interesting thing is that prior to this mission, there had been uncertainty of whether carrying a camera with the astronauts would be a distraction to them to perform their tasks. Glenn was the first astronaut to carry one as he had preceded NASA into letting him buy one for the flight. The camera that he bought was a Minolta Hymatic 35mm film, which he had bought at a local drugstore himself. With an originally dated launch of January 16, 1962, but postponed to January 20th due to issues with the Atlas rocket fuel tanks, and afterwards, on January 27, a launch attempt was scheduled, but was halted at just 13 minutes to liftoff due to clouds that could have impeded observations on the behavior of the rocket during its ride up to space. This is precisely a critical component for safety reasons. With further cancelled launch attempts, the decision was made for liftoff to be on February 20th. 
early morning rose on the lounge site. Glenn woke up and had breakfast consisting of none other than steak and eggs. He suited up inside Hangar S, a part of the Mercury Space Center Cape Operations, and he boarded a transfer van that transported him to the launch complex 14 path. On the launch path, Glenn was squeezed into his Mercury capsule which he had named Friendship 7, and after numerous delays, one of them being to correct a faulty component in the guidance system, this caused the launch to be four hours later than expected. At 9.47 a.m., the Atlas rocket ignited its engines and blasted to space. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Roger. 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 Roger, we're programming and roll okay. A little bumpy along about here. Stand by for 20 seconds. Roger. Two, one, mark. Roger, backup clock is started. Fuel 102, 101, oxygen 78, 100, amps 27. Roger, loud and clear, flight path is good, 6 9. Roger, checks okay, mine was. Fun fact the phrase we hear at the introduction of this podcast, Godspeed, John Glenn, is actually said by Scott Carpenter as he was the Capcom for this mission, or the person mission control that talks to the astronauts during the flight. But Glenn wasn't able to hear him as there was a glitch when he said it. Having passed 2 minutes and 14 seconds, the Atlas engines shut it down and 10 seconds later, the escape tower was jettisoned. During this time period, Glenn was able to see the horizon of our own planet from orbit. He described it as a beautiful sight looking eastward across the Atlantic. At 9.52am, Friendship 7 was in orbit. Starting his first orbit, Glenn crossed the Atlantic, the Canary Islands, the African coastline, Kano, Nigeria, and Australia. During this orbit, when he passed through the Indian Ocean, he observed his first sunset in orbit, saying it was beautiful. Glenn also witnessed the zodiacal light, a light phenomenon that appears as a second sunset, occurs at twilight, and is only visible on less light-populated areas. At the same orbit, he said he could also observe a very bright light down beneath him. This bright light were the people in a city called Perth, who left their lights on for John Glenn to be able to see them. Later, Glenn saw some small fireflies through his window. This is Friendship 7. All these little particles, there are thousands of them, and they're not coming from the capsule. There's something that's already up here. Because they're all over the sky, way out. I can see them uh, as far as I can see in each direction almost. Roger, Friendship 7. Friendship 7, this is Canton. Uh, our telemetry here indicates that everything is okay. Over. Roger, Friendship 7. These fireflies are most probably ice crystals that were vented from the spacecraft's onboard systems. By his second orbit, a strange problem rose. According to the flight systems, there were readings indicated that the landing back and heat shield were not positioned together, which, if it were the case, the heat shield was only hanging from threads. Keeping this in mind, ground control stations monitored the reading and advised Glenn to see if any changes were happening on his instrumentational panel. 
On the final third orbit, Glenn was instructed to start his re-entry sequence. Keeping in mind the problems he faced in the second orbit, there was a slight change of plans. Instead of injecting the retropack as he was descending in, the plan held by Mission Control was to still retain the retropack all the way down. In his re-entry, Glenn reported that he saw outside the spacecraft window what he could describe as a fireball. Pieces of the V were spotted by Glenn. These were chunks of the retropack coming off actually. Unknown to Glenn, he nervously thought that these pieces were actually from their heat shield being disintegrated. Once the spacecraft successfully crossed the re-entry phase, the parachutes were deployed earlier than expected too, in order to regain stability from the bumpy ride down. Splashdown occurred in the North Atlantic Ocean and both Glenn and the spacecraft were recovered and brought to the USS NOAA. Discovery Houston, recommend a vector transfer to the BFS. Even though Glenn was not the first American in space, his flight aboard the Friendship 7 was a historic one for being the mission capable of demonstrating that the USA was able to send humans into orbit, just like their counterparts in the USSR. Instead of continuing the path of space exploration, Glenn would pursue a career in politics shortly after. Today, the Friendship 7 is exhibited in the Stephen F. Yudvar Hasey Center in Chantley, Virginia. But until next time, my name is Oscar. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Link to both of them will be in the description. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And until next time, I will talk to you in the future. Peace. Wheel stop. Roger, wheel stop, Discovery. Welcome back. A great ending to the new beginning.